0: Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited for this, our 50th episode with the one and only legendary waterman and big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Laird is a pioneer in the sport of surfing. Uh, He uh, pioneered many aspects of the sport from tow-in surfing to foil boarding. He rode what is considered one of the best waves of all time at Chopu in 2000. He is an innovator, an entrepreneur, and a truly outstanding individual. We drop in uh, during this episode on his life, his mindset. Uh, He shares with me uh, a breathing exercise that anyone can utilize to sort of take their mindset to the next level. And also, you know, some really deep stuff around relationship uh, with his incredible wife, uh, Gabby Reese, who I've also had on the podcast. And some really interesting corollaries between relationship and surfing. I think you'll get a tremendous amount of value from this episode. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you guys. Um, This is the 50th episode uh, I launched in February of this year. I've gotten extraordinary response. Thank you guys so much for all the ratings and reviews and comments and reach outs. Uh, It means the world to me. You know, my commitment is to make this community as valuable as possible. And uh, I can tell you it's only going to get better from here. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm super pumped for you guys to listen to this episode. This episode is brought to you by two of my favorite companies. The first is Juve. Juve is an extraordinarily innovative red light therapy device that I use. I have their Juve Solo, and I use it in my morning meditation. I actually had SADS, seasonal affective disorder, uh, when I was younger. And many of us, I think, take for granted how impacted we are by light. And Juve's done a tremendous amount of research, which you can actually see on their website, J O O V about the multitude of benefits of red light therapy, inclusive of which are surficial benefits, you know, benefits for our appearance, our skin, as well as deep, uh, internal benefits, uh, for example, benefits on our hormones. Um, and, um, I highly recommend you, you check out their website, uh, and delve deeply into the research, Um, If you're keen on purchasing a unit, which I highly recommend, I use it on a daily basis, you can do so with a nice discount. Uh, PeakMind is the code. Uh, It's www.juv.com and PeakMind at checkout. Go ahead and give them a look. I think you'll be super bowled over by the benefits of red light therapy. This episode is also brought to you by another of my favorite companies, Lifecycle. Lifecycle is a mushroom company that creates uh, what they call their biohacker kit, which is um, several, actually five, adaptogenic mushroom blends. I go into the virtue of each of those blends with their founder, super insightful founder, Julian Mitchell, in um, a mind key. Um, I recommend you listen to that episode if you haven't already. I have found tremendous benefits in my use of mushrooms. Um, Cognitive enhancements. um, You know, uh, monks have been using mushrooms for meditation. I use lion's mane uh, on a daily basis to help me with my cognition. Uh, Rishi cordyceps turkey tail they have a multitude of benefits and i break all that down with julian in in our mind key episode together um and i highly recommend you both listen and check out their website they also have a delicious five mushroom burger uh and a variety of products that uh i can stand by it's all organic it's grown in the united states and super high quality. Check them out, lifecycle L I F E C Y K E L dot com. And if you put in PeakMind20, again that's PeakMind20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So with that, without further ado, it's my great pleasure to introduce the one and only legendary Waterman, Laird Hamilton. All right. I'm here in the home of Laird Hamilton. Thanks for having me, Laird. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, we got you all jacked up on coffee, so you're in the (laughs) perfect position. I am, and I will say, in an unbiased way, that was one of the better cups of coffee I've ever had.
1: Well, Gabby made it, so you better say that. It was made with love. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And coconut. Yeah. uh, And cacao. And cacao. Oh, yeah. Slipping in the cacao. It's got all the goodness. I want to try the turmeric next. Absolutely, I'm into it. I think that's going to be your new go-to. I think so too. Of a feeling, I'm predicting. I, I have a feeling it will become my my daily. My it, daily it, dose. It will.
1: <laughs> it's, it's mine right now. So.
0: Yeah. Um, well, for many reasons, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Um, one, I've I've been an admirer of, I would say your your innovation. Really. Thank you. I mean, obviously, you're an incredible waterman, uh, but but also an innovator. Thank you. And so. So I'm really excited to sort of tap into what makes you tick to a degree and, uh, and see what we can share in a way that might inspire others to take their life to the next level. Absolutely. So if you can give me a little bit of background, I know you, you were born, you were here in the States briefly, right? But most of your life you grew up in Hawaii.
1: Yeah. uh, I was born in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, my mom was a, a single parent, I guess, uh, my, my, uh biological father uh wanted to be a merchant marine and he went off to sea when my mom was pregnant so my mom went to san francisco and was able to uh get free hospital uh birthing at at uh, the university of san francisco and they did some weird they had some kind of tests that they were doing on her during the during her last trimester and then and then in return for doing that they they uh they, you know, she got free, free, free medical, and then she, when I was born, within a couple of months, she took me to Hawaii. Oh wow! And uh, and then uh, and so it was a technicality. I wasn't born in Hawaii. Worked against me quite a bit, actually, because I, I wasn't born there. Um, but I was already like a. Looked like a descendant of the Captain Cook, so I had multiple things going <laughs> you against you. You had a me. couple, a couple ticks against you.
0: Yeah. How did that? How did that inform your being a being a Howley, a blonde-haired uh, young man in Hawaii, which obviously has a tremendous degree of pride? Um, how did that affect you in terms of your mindset? And uh, what did it affect you in regards to? Obviously, you you've. you've um, excelled in what you whatever you've set your mind to, but was was there a degree to which you were proving yourself, or you had to gain respect in a
1: way? I think it was uh, well, I think there, there's unfortunately, you know, in in those situations, there's probably a bunch of different good things that came were, were out of it. When you're yeah. in it, it doesn't feel so great. Um, one of them, I think, a big thing was is uh, not only prove myself, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, you know, uh, that was that that was at the front of it. Like okay. I'm going to, you know, you might. I always used to say you don't need to like me, but you'll respect me. Yeah. Or fear me. Yep. Or whatever it is. But I'm not worried about getting your acceptance as much as just maybe your respect. Right? Sure. Sorry.
0: You could just shut, push the button on the top. Sorry. Could you just go back to that yeah. same question? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, go sorry. back. Um, tell me when. Did you push the button on the left? Top? Yeah. Okay. It. That was a coffee machine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. It knew how much so, of so fan so again, I was. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you want me to start from the top with Hawaii or Um, wasn't there a question? You just, sorry, I can't remember. That's okay. I got it. I got it. No worries. Yeah. Um, got it. So how did, uh, how did growing up, uh, sort of in a Holly coming from the States to Hawaii, was there a degree to which you had to prove yourself? Did that affect your mindset?
1: Definitely had to prove myself, Mm. uh, for myself.
0: I had to prove myself
1: and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it had multiple prong uh, effect on me. I think the, the, first of all, proving yourself, wanting to, you know, wanting acceptance, but more importantly, wanting respect. Mm. I think I was like, I'm not worried about you liking me, but you'll respect me, you'll fear me, um, you'll something, you'll be, you'll, I'll amuse you, whatever it is to maybe to take the attention away from me. Um, one thing I think that, that when I look back now, Had a profound effect on a lot of what I've been able to do. Was that I was, I I was trained very quickly to not not necessarily care what you think.
0: That's a powerful actually mindset. Powerful because it was like,
1: hey, if I don't care what you think, then you don't have any power over me. Right. You don't have any. You can't steer me. It means, and so, uh, and, and when I look back at that, I think you know. Amongst the lessons that I learned was definitely that one. I mean, the proving thing was, of course. Um, I think I was natural. I was born a, dare- a daredevil. Sure. I just, I mean, it's a genetic thing that certain amount of us just have. We have a little thing that, you know, that we just don't have, or we have something that gives us this thing where we, you know, we're attracted to danger, um, and and we have a good mentality when we're in those situations. Um, there's certain amount of males that just have that. I know I have that as a as a thing. I just had it. It was like that was so that the combination of that having to prove myself and then not caring what people thought was a pretty wicked cocktail.
0: <laughs> it's it's uh, it's 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 demonstrated itself in pretty profound ways. I mean, it to has. I mean, obviously you have a variety of skills, but to be able to ride the giants that you ride. Yeah. I mean, what's your what's your relationship with fear?
1: Well, uh, you know, I've done it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I've been scared a lot. You know, uh, I mean, people go, are you scared when those big waves? They go, absolutely. Maybe I'm the most scared of everybody. And and, and that fear brings power. You know, I always say, hey, if you want to see what fear looks like, I'll play it for you on the Wild Kingdom when you watch an antelope run away from a from a cheetah. Yeah. And most of the time the antelope gets away. So the cheetah may be fast, but it ain't as fast as the antelope uh, scared. And so that's, you know, and that's fear harnessed on a, on a, on a positive level, not, you know, making mistakes or, or succumbing to it, but using it as energy. Um, and, and I think that, you know, and then just having so much experience with it, just being scared so many times at such a young age, I think my, my, uh, ability to kind of be there, you know, because when you're young, you know, I mean, it's like scary movies are, very scary like scary situations are are much scarier when you're young than when you're older just the way just the way you are when you're young uh and and because i was around such uh powerful uh, conditions being in the ocean on these beaches where you know just it was just the most dangerous beaches in the world and i'd be sucked out to sea you know every couple days kind of thing where every time you thought it was the last time every time you thought you might die right so once you've done that for years Pretty soon you kind of, well, maybe I'm not going to die. Okay. Maybe I'm going to, you know, and then pretty soon you get, you, you kind of, your relationship with fear changes because just you have time in, in the, in it. And, and, uh, exposure get,
0: therapy, if you will, exposure. Just perpetually exposing yourself to what you most frightens you,
1: just yeah. whether you want it to or not yeah being drawn to it. And, you know, and, 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 uh, and I think obviously the, the fear of the unknown, but being the more in touch you get with it, the less Scary it is. Yeah, you know, you're scared of something. You go there and learn about it. And all of a sudden, it doesn't have that same impact on you. You know, fear of the unknown is the is the greatest fear.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. My first actual trip uh, abroad, I got jumped, uh, and it, it led me to think. When I was young. I was a young kid, and I thought, oh, okay, if you leave your home, danger happens. And so what I did was I went to the furthest place from my home. I went to Sri Lanka and lived there for two years in a country amid civil war. But but that exposure. Totally changed my relationship in that context of fear. Not quite the same as surfing 80-foot 80, 80 waves, but it was pretty a profound similar, experience. Pretty yeah. similar.
1: It's, it's, all, it's all a formula, just what your backdrop. 80-foot yeah. waves
0: just have an aesthetically pleasing value to it. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of aesthetically pleasing, so obviously I did a tremendous amount of research from what I already knew, but I um, went to August, what was it, August 17th, 2000, I believe. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that day? Heavy day,
1: heavy, heavy, uh, powerful day. I think you know. At the time, Gabby and I were we were like a little bit uh, in in a in a in a kind of our relationship struggle. Mm. Um, and I was in Tahiti on a trip, uh, and actually, right before I was coming to the end of my trip, and I was supposed to leave on the fifteenth or something. And they said, "Hey, in two days, the biggest swell of the that we've seen in a long time is coming." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not one to leave right when the swell's coming." So. Yeah. I stayed there, and, uh, and and really, I think it was a culmination of of, of kind of like a, a, a life's work, life effort, and and a, and a, a belief in something that that you hadn't really seen, but you felt like instinctively you knew um, was there. And and then I had opportunity to to kind of break this what we called the unridable barrier. It was real mm-hmm. defined. We had been doing it kind of indirectly at times, but it wasn't just so defined as this, as that moment, you know, that wave kind of really had a substantial impact, um, on, on me, uh, uh, and then on the, on the, on, you know, on me and on surfing for sure. I mean, because of the nature of, of, uh, you know, the, the nature of the definition of,
0: you know, the rideable,
1: unrideable.
0: You know, the, that wave is the most. Pr- Do you want to go back? Sorry. His, his, his shaking is, uh yeah, God and yeah. Loud. okay um, no problem yeah, you, uh, yeah. just uh, the impact yeah. that it had on you yeah we'll just keep okay
1: so um but the impact that it had on me was substantial it, it it because it was a kind of the a culmination of everything right it was it was a culmination of a dream uh of life's work uh of first of all you know not even you didn't know it even existed but you felt it did but then you prepared for something that you didn't know existed and then you all of a sudden you see it and you're like there it is, that thing that I thought did exist, um, but I hadn't seen it. And then and then, I, then I was able to do something about it. And I think that really was a, a, that had an impact on the industry of surfing. I mean, on surfing itself, because then all of a sudden the unrideable became rideable. And that kind of opened the door. You know, I, I always, and I always quote the seven minute mile, you mm-hmm. know, it's the, the seven, the barrier that they, or the four minute mile, I'm sorry, they couldn't break that. That was like a barrier, right? And then once one minds. guy, yeah. in our minds. Yeah. and then once one guy broke it then 27 guys broke it the next year because
0: it was went from the impossible to possible yeah you basically took the perceived impossible and made it possible that's right what was your if we can and you know i don't know if you can even codify this but what was your i, I imagine your ability to get into a flow state is is more significant than say your average joe but when you're i mean that that reef i mean that that's that I mean, from yeah. from a from a layman's yeah. perspective, yeah. that's a, that's a that's a do or die kind well, that's of situation. A, it's, a and, it's a scary place. It's a scary place, and it's a heavy wave. What's your what's your mindset? Like, it, it, can you recall, or do you have like music in your head, I mean, are you and are you not thinking at all? Like, what do you when you're in the midst of that wave? What is your experience?
1: Well, the, a guy had gotten killed like a, a month or two before at that wave, uh, so I was very aware. And because I grew up on a on some barrier reefs, I was, I was more than clear about what that wave was capable of doing to me Mm. or to anyone. Uh, and that made me come in very respectful, um, and very humble. Um, I also saw the wave doing something that I had never seen a wave do and I didn't want to miss the opportunity to, to try.
0: What was that? What, what did it do that you'd never seen a wave?
1: do? Well, just the way it was breaking the Mm. way the wave was hitting the reef the way it was dissipating all the power within a foot and was like, takes all this energy that it's, you know, built up over thousands of miles and then just unloads it in like two feet. Um, it, it it's, it was, it was substantial. It was, you know, it was, it was a big, a big explosion. And so I was, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to lose the opportunity to try to, to, to ride that because that's what I do. Yeah. It's like, that's what I've done. That's why that's why I'm, I'm, that's my, that's why I'm here. And yeah. so I, 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 I mean, I went to it with that, you know, with a very deliberate intention. Um, and, but at, at the same time and went into the unknown, I didn't know what was going to happen when I first went into it. Cause I just, no one had been in there. So I was like, well, what's, you know, the T's are like, oh, we don't even go to that wave when it's like that. We all leave and ride this other place. And I'm like, Yeah, we're going there. We're going to go. We're not there. Nowhere else we need to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but on the wave itself and I had a couple multiple chances there wasn't just one um you know there's one that that you see but there was multiple multiple rides and definitely had the little uh demon and the angel conversation during the ride very clear very like hey jump off you should jump off jump off and like you know but if you jump off then you can't make it you just got to stay on until you get knocked off and you get knocked off then you're knocked off but if you don't then you're gonna make it and so I just was like had this little internal you know and it's interesting when you get in those moments how much time slows down? It, it 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 almost you know there's it's an interesting phenomenon, especially in surfing on in a, in a wave like that. There's just and 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 flow state puts you there like that's what you get in those times when when everything just time just seems to no have no beginning and no end and you're kind of having a conversation, but then everything's going a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, you know, and I think it, part of it has to do with the fact that we're able to assess our our Ability to assess is sped up so much that we that's how we slow things down. It's a little bit like when you make slow motion, you know. People, I tell people, How do you make slow motion? Well, you speed the film up, and the faster you speed it up, the more time there is. And I go, So imagine assessment as the film, and then the faster you speed it up, the more time there is to, yeah. to make decisions. So, um, so I had a little conversation with myself, and about but I and I decided it's probably a better thing to do was just, just make it stay on and just don't fall like and and fortunately, i did that and and made it and was relieved that i did and it was an emotional uh it was an emotional moment that you know that i that when i see it and i still think about it, it still has it'll always have impact impact because of what it you know what it meant and and uh you know and and the fact that that uh I needed it. I think.
0: At that, <laughs> time, sounded like, like it was a profound healing. It was. It was very good. <laughs> uh, how does so? I, I think about this, right? If I, I think about like, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era Bulls in Chicago. Absolutely. And I, and I'm a huge fan. And to me, you're like the Michael Jordan of surfing. Thank you. Um, when, when you realize, however, that I'm using the analogy yeah, of the championship, of course, a lot of people who are very achievement oriented. Yep. Um, Once you've achieved the Mm. seemingly unachievable or that thing you've shot for your whole life, right, the championship, Mm. as it were a lot of times what I understand is it can almost be deflating because th- that which you've identified with has now been realized and what's next. So yeah. my question to you is what is what's next? Cause it seems That's like you've been thing. since, yeah. since then innovating ways to ride the unride. Yeah. I mean, whether it yeah. be hydrofoil or tow, I mean all these different, all these different technologies. So what's your relationship to achievement been since, since that achievement? Well, I, you
1: know, what's interesting is that, uh, I think that underneath the underneath uh every achievement that i've been involved in um has always been the underlining achievement or the underlining goal to always love surfing Mm. and to always love the ocean Mm. and that uh and that if i lost that i would lose everything that that would be um that would be failure uh that would be however you want to describe it so um so, my objective has been to, ultimately, to uh, always love, to not lose the thing that's brought me all the greatest things I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do I need to do that? So, if i got to do it close-eyed backwards, upside down, underneath, above, whatever i got to do to keep that, that's what I'm doing. That's the goal. And, in a way, always moving the goal. Whenever, I, whenever I've had an opportunity to achieve something, always adjusting and re-striving re 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 you know the i call it the elusive goal where you mm-hmm. never never it's always the pursuit always right. the pursuit it's the pursuit and then you but you hit a step you hit a plateau you hit some pad some place along that journey but that's just temporary until you either decide another one or until you s- s- till you continue moving but and not because i i feel like that if i lost that if i lost first of all my love for the ocean and 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 my ability to be drawn to it and driven by it, I'd just be like, I, you know, and, and I, and I've seen that. I think I watched that growing up. That I why people that I looked up to, they lost that, and when they lost mm-hmm. that, they lost who they were. They lost everything. They lost the thing that made them who they were. And and I was like, well, I just can never do that. I just don't ever want to. I I never want to be in a position. And like I said, if I had a pinky and it worked, mm-hmm. I would figure out to use a way to use that to. To put me in the wave, in the ocean, in
0: a wave. It's there's so many things that came up for me as you were just talking. One was it. It, it seems to me that surfing is almost for you like a devotional act. It's <laughs> I, 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 I. don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. But it, it, like it yeah. feels. Yeah because the other piece that came up is, you know, I realized I used the competition metaphor and you strike me as a competitive guy, but you've beyond, made a very in, beyond, beyond, ridi- beyond competitive,
1: ridiculous,
0: but mostly it's <laughs> it would occur to me with yourself, Abnoxious. right? You chose not yeah. to go into yeah. competitive surfing. Yeah. And that's a yeah. distinct, that was, yeah. that was, a de- I imagine a deliberate choice. Very. Why did you choose not to go into say competitive surfing?
1: Well, first of all, it, it was, it brought out a really part of me that I needed to figure out how to Get a hold of and, mm. and deal with it. Brought out something in me that I didn't need to help. I didn't need to cultivate my aggression, mm. and the competition would only do that. It would, and, and I felt I needed to learn how to constructively vent it, not just stimulate it and boost it. Um, and a combination of uh, of, of that um, of of not wanting to be judged, Mm. not wanting to subject my performances to judgment and letting men dictate my success or failure. I would like to dictate my own success or failure,
2: Mm.
1: not give it to a group uh, to decide whether I did good or not. Um, I watched my stepdad. I watched other surfers go through that. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to let myself, I don't want to be, I just thought if I'm great at in the greatest conditions, pretty much, that would be good enough. Like, why would, how would you, you could, because you could have your opinion about it, but it would be hard for you to deny my my uh, success or my performance if I was in the optimum condition at the, uh, performing at the optimum level. That would be kind of, that would just kind of take care of itself. Um, and then, you know, and I hate to be told what to do. I, I just hate, I resent to be told what to do. I had parents, they did that to me once I got out of being parented, I, I just don't like to be told what to do mm-hmm. and and go in, come out, tell you when to go in, tell you when to come in, and then tell you how you did after. I'm like these are bad scenarios yeah. for me, not good, not not good for the not good for the competitive side of me, not good for the artistic side of me, just not good. <laughs> so I'll do anything I need to do. I mean, I'll run an excavator if I have to to subsidize my surfing, my art, whatever, my expression. But I just don't want to. I don't want to to subject myself uh to to that mm. it just and 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 i and i and i fortunately have avoided it um as long as i could and it's, it's not because i listen i've i've raced in windsurfing i've i've raced paddle boarding i mean these are defined things time you're fast you're slow cry about it tell your tell somebody who cares i mean i got no problem uh but when you get into this other this other side of things, where where it's it's art, it's music, it's mm-hmm. it's it's self-expression. How can somebody judge your self-expression? You're just expressing yourself. It's your opinion. Could be wrong. Maybe you don't like it.
0: You know. I, I love that you use oh, the sorry, the sorry, <laughs> You hear him again. Yeah, he's, he's hitting his collar. No worries. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so could you maybe just go back to the part you said, yep. um, it's music, it's,
1: it's expression. Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. Okay, so, yeah, but but, but it's, you know, it, it's, 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 I mean, people ask me, hey, Kava, no, come on. Okay. You got to go out. Do
0: you think we take
1: collar Yeah, come here. We can. We can take it up, There you go.
2: There you go. Oh, come it's on. like I'm just come
1: doing, doing what I go. do. There you go. Down, down. So um, tell me when you're ready. You guys all good? Yeah,
2: okay. yeah we're good. going.
1: Okay, so, so, I mean, for me, it, it, it's my artistic expression. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> come on, tub, you got to go. Lay down. Come here. Come here. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Lay
2: down. Lay down. Yes, there you go.
1: Stay. Stay. Um, but for for me, it, it's an artistic expression. It's a, it's a, you know, people go, you play music. I go, no, I surf. Mm-hmm. They go, do, do you paint? I go, no, I surf. It's like my surfing is my, it's my self-expression. Uh and, 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 and it's, 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 you know, it's my art, it's my, it's my music. It's my, it's my cooking. It's my, you know, I, that's where I, that's where I do it the way I want to do it, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And, and, uh, you know, and so far that's been working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's worked out pretty well so far. yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you see yourself, do you feel like you've surfed the way uh, are you still in? Because I love how you talk about the fact that you're always resetting the next goal, that's right? right? Like you're, yeah. It's kind of the antithesis of retiring, so to speak. Oh yeah, and what, what occur- retiring is death. Yeah, is that's
1: that's that's you. Like people go, you're retire. We retire. Yeah, yeah. When I die, exactly. I'll, I'll be pretty retired at that point.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll so, take care of itself. It will be. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy when that happens. But you, there's a there's a gentleman in your life. I believe his name is uh, Wildman. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about your relationship is, I I imagine I could be wrong, but do you see him as, as someone that inspires you? Do you have mentors in your life? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, you know,
1: I think part of it has to do with the relationship that I have with, or the lack of that I have with my father and, and the relationship I had with my stepdad and, you know, and, and realizing that, that I really have men that I look up to Mm. and I have things that I look up to in certain men. Certain things I look up to, and so what are I like one of
0: those qualities: uh,
1: loyalty, mm. you know, uh, honor, mm. respect, truthfulness, mm. uh, monogamy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, things that I look up to, like that. I that I that I that I go, hey, I respect that in that guy. You know, Mister Wildman, uh, who I have a, a, a huge admiration for. I mean, and because he has multiple. Uh, uh, attributes that I admire, um, you know, and, and, and you know, and not only is he uh, loyal and and and, and just a, uh, an incredible person, but his work ethic, his 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 first of all his his youthful enthusiasm, his desire to to you know, I can say, hey, Don, I'm going to go and dive with great whites this week uh, down in the Galapagos. Oh, that sounds fun. I, I love to do that. You know, like he just, he do anything. He's hey, I'm it. going to Russia. I'm going to go snowboarding. Oh, great. I'm going here. I he's just up for stuff, you know, I'll oh, check this music. Oh, this is cool. Try this food. You know, it's like every time he comes over and you have a giant steak, he's like, this is the best steak I've ever had. And then, you know, a week later, this is, this is one of the best day. I mean, so he just has that, you know, that youthful enthusiasm And then, and then he's just an animal. Then he just trains like a dog, and you know. And he's in his eighties. Eighty-three. Wow. Yeah, and he's just a stud. He trains every day: bike, lift, paddle. I mean, he just does everything, and uh, and it just shows you: hey, you're never too old, first of all. And that people just—it's a decision. People decide they lay down when they're done. They they say, "I'm done. They're done." Life's hard. It's tiring. I mean, some, some people just get tired of living you know, and they just, but they're not dead yet, Yeah. but they're just tired of it. So they lay down, they just sit down, lay down and turn the car off. And that's usually when all the issues happen. And, you know, I look at him and I just see him, he's just rolling, you know, he's just rolling and bounces through stuff and gets wounded and hurt and this and that and comes back with a vengeance. And, you know, I, 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 that's a trait that I really admire. And, and, uh, and I look up to him. You know, I've always had older friends since I was a kid. Um, he just happens to be my older friends are you know eighty three <laughs> instead of twenty three.
0: <laughs> Resilience, yeah, for sure. So, what? Let me ask you this question because I've been thinking about this. So, you're now a father of three daughters. I am, and as best I can be. Uh, I, 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 I just from the minimal, minimal interaction I've seen, you're quite a good one. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah but well, the jury's still out. Yeah. We're working. We're, it's a working. It's process. a working process. I think always. it always is forever. Yeah. And, and to that point, how do you, cause you, you occur to me and I would imagine I mean, you're, you're obviously successful. Um, I think your own wife is referred to you as an alpha male. Um, and I think, uh, a lot of men look up to those, those, those characteristics. But you, you yourself have described in in the mentor you see in your own life um, certain certain aspects which are also uh, characteristics of the masculine, which may or may not be the societal kind of values that we place on masculinity. And so I've been thinking about this a lot because okay. as I as I mentioned yep. with you, my, my father has been he's actually um, probably the person I'm he's definitely the man I'm closest to on the planet. Yeah. Um, and and there's virtues and values that I admire in him. But they're not necessarily all the traditional masculine celebrated virtues, some of which are, like you said, loyalty. And yeah. the fact that, like, if I were, like, you know, dead, my friend Laird's coming, you know, it wouldn't even matter. He'd pick you up at the airport at 2 in the morning. You know, he's yeah. just the kind of guy, yeah. like, it's, well, not, it's not a, you who is You said the that? right thing, yeah. my friend. Yeah, exactly. That was all you needed all I to hear. Yeah. yeah. And so, to me, that's a huge value for me, virtue, that I really admire. Yeah. What, what are the virtues? What, what's your... What's your vision for for masculinity? I, I mean, you know, I think.
1: Listen, if you really want to get into one word, mm-hmm. and it, it, it would be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here Sorry, we go. Yep, yeah. uh, I saw that. I was looked over it yeah, when I saw hours. him yeah. move in and make a funny face. Yeah. It's okay. It's the it's nature part of, of the, the
2: beast.
1: Process. Yeah. Say it like you said it the first time and mean it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Re- redo. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's not your first rodeo with no. the cameras. No. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. okay. Okay. So, can okay. So I I'll I'll just over. start? Are you going to start over? Or uh, you wanna... I'll start over just in okay. case we need okay. it, but we'll okay. cut, to whatever, okay. Okay. We'll cut to whatever okay. works. So... In, in looking at in looking at you, obviously you embody many of the virtues that we celebrate in in the masculine traditionally, right? Sort of your own wife has described you as, as an alpha male, and you've been very successful in the traditional sense of the word in in terms of being top in class in your achievements, as well as um, you know I think really being a, pi- a pioneer and a frontiersman. Um, and as you talk about your mentor, you talk about other qualities, some of which are are Sort of paradigmatically masculine, and others may or may not be, and so as I'm now delving deeply into this question myself of what does it mean to be be a man, and and I look at someone like yourself, and and you also sort are of the father of three daughters, I'm I'm I ask myself what is your vision of masculinity?
1: Well, you know, I think I think there truly, I mean, first of all, compassion to be compassionate is is a, is is Without being compassionate, you can't be heroic. Mm. You're incapable. You're incapable of being truly heroic. And if you're incapable of being truly heroic, then you're really incapable of being truly masculine because it's part of what we're supposed to be able to be. We're supposed to be able to be heroic, which means that you might be willing to put yourself um, in front of something, Mm to help someone else. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And and so um you know I think there's this level of sensitivity that that you need to be really a man. Um and I think it's a necessity uh in order to to uh you know to to really first of all have the spectrum uh, of of emotions balanced in a way to be able to be what i call the a, a truly you know male man like to be a man you know we have a saying you know be a man like
2: yeah. bam
1: be a man like you know and, and 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 i think you need that i think you need to be you need to have a sensitivity that i think that in the traditional or you know in our society we would think oh you know real men don't cry or mill men don't do this or we're you know it's all this macho stuff but at the end i mean that, that's that's that would only impair your judgment and that would only get in the way with you really doing the right thing when it really when when it was really when it when it really counted and and I think that you have to have a sensitivity um, to and and to be compassionate
0: i love that you said you used two words that, that stuck out to me sensitivity and compassion which are not the traditional words that come out of the uh, the alpha male but it, but it, but it's but it's central i mean how how do those characteristics so you mentioned two other things that I've that I've been from my listening. One is courage, but also humility, which sometimes seem counterintuitive. And yeah. again, alpha male, but we're talking about sensitivity and compassion. So there's almost a polarity there, which I love. You Have to have it. Yeah. How does that have ma- to have How does that balance. manifest? Yeah. How does How does that balance uh, manifest for you in your life?
1: Um, you, you know, I, I mean, I think it manifests in relationships. Mm. Obviously, being able to be sensitive enough and and not being so uh rigid or so imbalanced that you can't either sympathize sympathize with the other person's position um i mean I, first of all i'm surrounded by women mm-hmm. so i gotta have a whole nother gear um that that you know my males my maleness might just be like rah, you know yeah. and that wouldn't be that effective um for me or them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know and and uh you know and i think that that, that always coming with humility um, because that's honest. That's Mm. that's really honest. If you aren't, if you're incapable of truly being humble, then you're lying because you're, that means that you somehow think that you're something that you're not. Mm. So, if you think you're something you're not, good luck. But the fact is, if you're a human on this planet, you better be humble because we're just, we're like little grains of sand on a big old beach and there's big rocks and there's you know and big waves so you better you know get in line uh and and I think most of that real uh in my opinion that real macho stuff really is has to do with insecurity and fear and -hmm. that you're just scared um better to say you're scared yeah than to act like you're not scared and be scared because at least if you say you're scared, you kind of got that out. That kind of gives it less power. You just go, yeah, I'm scared. Okay, perfect. We're in the perfect mode to deal with this now instead of, oh, I'm not scared, and actually you are, and then you just don't know how to act because you're like, well, I'm scared, but then I'm saying I'm not scared, so then how do I act? It's, and then, I, then we go back to the truth.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. And we always go back to the truth, and then the truth is like, okay, now we're here at the truth. Now what are you going to do? So
0: Right. That that honesty s- strikes me because I feel like that's 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 at essence what isn't there when you're if you're projecting the, the overly macho. Of course. So what would be if you were to say sort of distill down and maybe they, they aren't your only values, but if you were to distill down three core values that you live by, what are three of your core values?
1: Oh, in words, I mean in my core value. I mean, of course, core. Well, honesty, I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to go core. If you want to go core, you go honesty first because, and you got to, and, and, you know, my mom had a saying, uh, if you can't be true to yourself, you can't be true to anybody else. Mm. So when I say honest, I don't mean honest around here. I mean, honest here Mm. with you, honest with yourself, like do what you say, say what you mean, you know, yeah. Mm. So, but, but it all stems off of, of you being truthful to yourself. Um, and, and, uh, I mean, you know, hope, faith, love. I mean, you you know, you go to the big boys. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to have hope. Um, You got to have faith, but you got to have love. Mm -hmm. Love is the king. Love, love love overrides a lot of stuff. You can, you know, and part of it is you got to learn to love yourself. And it's hard to love yourself if you're not honest with yourself. So, <laughs> so we get back to the truth. So we get to about you being truthful with yourself and honest with yourself, and then and then you're probably capable um, of you know having loving yourself yeah. a little bit because you, you need to you need to you know you need to, you need to be able to love yourself because if, if you can't do that, then you really can't love anybody else. I mean, there there yeah, I think it would be impossible, really. Yeah. To truly have love for someone else, if you didn't have a certain amount of love for yourself,
0: yeah, it's almost a, a and that a sounds reckoning. selfish
1: in a way, it sounds a little bit weird. Someone's like, Oh, you love yourself, but you, but yeah, you have to be a little, it's got to start here, you got to start here, and mm-hmm. and you know, because if you're not taking care of this, then how empty is the taking care of that,
0: you know? Yeah, let's talk about that for a moment. So, in terms of you being honest to yourself. You know, it doesn't occur to me that you're you're any less ambitious in say you know riding some of these giants yeah. out in the world, whether it yeah. be yeah. know, real or metaphor yeah you know you're, yeah. you're you're an entrepreneur you're you're a frontiersman in yeah. my in my view, um and you're but you're also a father so many yeah. people temper their their risk sure. in the face of of yeah. of that it occurs to me that you don't necessarily temper your risk I I, I could be yeah. wrong I'm gonna yeah. posit a positive yeah. theory but my theory is if no one was watching. Probably, especially if no one was watching, you'd be you would be d- deep in the ocean, yeah, doing what you do. Yeah. Um, to those who temper their risk or or mitigate it, or would say, "Well, hang on, you know, um, shouldn't you slow things down now that you're a father, or this and that, or of a certain mm-hmm. age, or whatever?" Sure. What? How do you respond? I,
1: I would I would question uh, I would question their uh sincerity
0: Mm.
1: I would question like how how much does this thing that you do mean to you Mm. and and because in a way I think that that uh, I think that if you're because we can find a way out
2: Mm.
1: we can always there's always a way out and we can look for a way out and if our intentions are, are, are are you know if it if this is something that we do for any other reason then it's something that that we are then then you might want to find a way out of it and and not that you know and and people could look at that and say oh there's a recklessness to that I mean how how could you you know do this when you have but I go but but how good would it be for people that I love for me to live an unfulfilled life for me to to Mm -hmm. operate to for me to operate my life um, not not being all that I am that, that wouldn't necessarily be good for first of all back to you again here we are back to you wouldn't be good for me which at the end wouldn't be good for them mm-hmm. so then it, it, you know and, and in a way if if I if my pursuit of giant waves is tempered at all it'll only be really be because maybe that's part of the process of my evolution as a person and maybe in in that in that field that maybe I get to a certain point where it stops having that same meaning to me. It stops meaning all that it, that it used to mean, that it meant, that made me do it. And then, then I'm like, or i done it to a level where I'm like, you know, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. But it wasn't because I had three daughters and I had a wife and I had a business or people relying on me or any of those things. It had to do with me. Just me going, yeah, you know what? kind of over that being ready to go risk my life and I try, you know, and all these, and then it's like, I already had giant days. and It might be 20 years before I had more giant days. Like, you know, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe you just get exhausted. You're just exhausted from always being ready to go do this thing and willing to risk yourself. Maybe that's exhausting you, but that I understand. All those things I understand. But if you said, Oh, I, I'm not doing it now because I have, you know, three daughters, I would be like, well, first of all, I'd rather have them know me, f- the real me, mm. the me. I want them to see the me. I want them to know the me. I want them to see what I look like, how I look before I go, what I look like when I come back. Like I want them to know that because if they don't know that, then they kind of don't know me. Then they don't know me. Then they, then I'm like, then who, are, who is the me they know, and how, how, in a way, that's a lie. It wouldn't be truthful. Yeah. It wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the real, that wouldn't be truthful to them. They wouldn't really know that that's the layer that I know that, that you know, I mean, so it's,
0: it's, it's the essential aspect of who you are. It's not, what's interesting exactly. is I think so many of us define ourselves by what we do, but exactly. not from the place of who we are more exactly. because of a societal notion of, sure. if you do this, it's like, what I'm a, I'm a, ask, a yeah, exactly. I'm a this. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm this. I'm going to, yeah, I'm that. But what you're saying as I listen is, you can't take that away from you because it's inherent to who you are as a human. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it's almost, it's almost, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, you, the doingness is an extension of your beingness. Absolutely. You can't remove you one can't, from the other. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's,
1: it's, they're interconnected.
0: That's, that's powerful. How, how, how has the man that you're being influenced for Example, your relationship because I want to bring it back because I, yeah, 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 I heard you mention earlier on, like, yeah. So I go August, by the way, yeah. and I'm thinking wave. But yeah. what was interesting is you led with actually at that moment, Gabby and I were going through some challenges. Mm-hmm. And as someone who admires the fact that, frankly, you've been in a 20 plus year relationship, yeah. and that's yeah. you know, my parents have been married yeah. 46 years, yeah. so that's that's yeah. what I. That yeah, I, that's an accomplishment. That's, Absolutely. that's the biggest wave you can ride. Absolutely. Um, how did you translate your beingness as it relates to, you know, I want to go back to that segment of the story. How's that affected your relationship? Like how do you approach relationship uh, from a place of who you are and your, and your way of being such that you've been able to maintain and hold a space for such powerful women? Well, part of it is I come all
1: in. Mm. I'm all in. Mm. So I give the kind of focus and the attention that I do to that. To that to them to them to her that I bring that passion and that and that 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 whole me there I don't just bring a part of me like hey you get part of me or you know you get you get that me that me that is driven by that that does that that lives for that well that is the same me that does that and loves you and 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 it's all you get all of it yeah. you get you get to and you you, you they know it's all of it yeah. They know it's all of it. They, maybe the girls, the young, my daughters don't quite know it's all of it because they're still young mm. and they haven't really seen what's not all of it out there enough, but they're going to know the difference between what all of it is and what not all of it is mm. because there's a big difference. And, you know, you, people can be in relationships and you see a lot of them. And, and, yeah, they get, you know, the woman gets the guy or the guy gets the woman, but it's not all of the guy. Mm. They don't get all of the guy. You know, or the woman doesn't give all of herself to, to the guy. It's a, and, and I think that that's, you know, and that's a, one of our issues that we have in our society is yeah. that people are, you know, they're not really giving the all to it. Part of it is fear, again, based on fear, because you're worried about rejection. So you're like, hey, I'll keep this one little part. So even if you reject me, I'll be like, ah, I didn't give you all of it anyway. So it's OK. I'm good. So it's, 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 you know, we got some weird stuff going on that we do, um, I think, because we're not truly living in our natures, you know. And one thing about Gabby and her support for me doing what I do in my pursuit is she, because, first of all, she, know it's, she knows it's me. She knows that that's what I am. That's who I am. That's, that's just, it's, it, and like you said, in the dark when no one's looking, that's I'm going. Um, she knows that. And so um, she's very supportive of it. Because she realizes it's not taking away from her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from her. This adds to not take away from. And I think sometimes we have these dynamics in these relationships where it's like, somehow that's taking away from me. Like, oh, you want that more than me? Like, mm. no. That's nothing. That these are the apples and oranges. This is, this is just, this is the, that's the part of me that is there for that. And I have this other part of me that's for you. But it's still all in both cases.
0: You, the distinction you draw. So there's the saying, "How you do one thing is how you do everything." And what hits me in what you just said is like it was like what you the, was going through your mind as you approached the wave. Oh yeah. That we talked about yeah. earlier is. Yeah. You decided you were commit. You were all in. All in. Same with the relationship. Always. You're all in. Always. How you how you do the little things is how you do the big things. It's mm. it's just, it, it,
1: and you you can't avoid that. That's just that's just I mean that and that you know I mean that's just that was like, that's ground foundation training man it's like the way you wipe the table is the way that you're gonna it's just everything's all interconnected you gotta you have to you know and that's the heavy thing about parenting too is trying to instill on in these on the on the on the children like hey listen these the how you are about this little stuff is how you are about the big stuff how you your values are you don't it's like my mom said you treat the you know you treat the peasant like the king mm-hmm. You you don't differentiate. You don't have a special behavior for the king and a different one for the peasant. You treat them all the same. You respect them. You be polite. You be hospitable. All those things. And if somebody does something and deserves some other kind of treatment, well, then that's a different subject. But at the base, at the base, we go, hey, you know what? The king, the peasant, everybody between, we treat them the same. We have the same thing and, and I and the and you know what the king loves it and so does the peasant it's it, he's being lifted the king's being brought down or however however it's happening it's where it works it's meant to be like that we don't just have different you're not supposed to adjust your you know your behavior given people's people's statue or the less important thing like oh yeah don't worry about that because that's just the table yeah you know but everybody will see the car so make sure we shine that nice it's like if anything, let the other thing—the thing that's supposed to be—let that one be a little dirty, and then polish the thing,
0: you know. Yeah, it's the, it, the it, out of sight stuff more. It, it's the, that way of that distinction, that way of being strikes me because I, I, I remember meeting—and this is not political yeah. at all—but I remember meeting uh, President uh, Bill Clinton at the time he was president, and I just went up to him, expecting to like you know, two seconds shake his hand. Yeah. But I thanked him because it was actually during his administration that I got a grant to go to Sri Lanka, which changed my life. So I just briefly wanted to say an offer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. He tapped in like I was like, uh, you know, he was, oh, Sri Lanka. You were in Sri Lanka. I love Sri Lanka. I was there with George Bush after Sinatra. Like so he yeah. tapped yeah. in, and then what I noticed is, and I was in a room with a lot of sort of, you know, there was like Sean yeah. Parker and a variety yeah. of people. He went right to the guy who was taking out the trash and gave him the same attention. And sure. that that made an impression on me in the fact that I agree. You yeah. know, how you treat anyone should be how you treat everyone. Absolutely. And and I yeah love if you're
1: gonna be if you're gonna be, you
0: know, a jerk,
1: well, just blanket it, make it everywhere, but don't adjust that stuff. Like, be you know again back to truth.
0: Yeah, truth. honesty, honesty, integrity. Be it. Be it. Be it. Yeah. Okay. Last. First of all, thank you so much. Best you can, of course. Yeah. A last few questions. Yep. I've been thinking about legacy. Okay. Right. So. Your your you obviously have a huge legacy in the world in regards to you know you're an yep. innovator yep. All, all the accolades we could we could list but you're as you yourself and I've been reflecting on this as I, as you confront death and you if you do the exercise of say being at your own funeral yeah and thinking about how people remember you um, and what difference you wanted to make on the planet what what do you hope that people remember as Laird Hamilton.
1: Well, you know, if we we because we've talked about the definition of a man. Yeah. So then I would hope that that my legacy would be that that he was a great man. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> so and and then you could just define what being a great man is. You could say you know compassionate, loyal, on it, that 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 that, that, that and we could all those things that we we define being a great man is but being a great man just at at the end um, you know it, the journey may have been long but at the end that he was you know a great man and you know the 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 other things these other things are they're just little little things but you know making a difference i think at the end that's part of you know at the end when you want to make a difference when, when you look at what you leave behind you want to you want to go out creating a lot more stuff than when you came in kind of thing you want to make a difference and but being a, being a great man, just at the end, that he was, that he was a great man and, and, and how we define it, that our definition of what that is. And, because that's, I think, more than any of us can hope for. I agree.
0: <laughs> Never mind about the trophies, buddy. <laughs> you know, that's all good. Yeah. You're not taking them with you. No, you're not taking any of that with you. Well, I want to take a moment, actually, to, to honor you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my first experience with you in person, mm-hmm. um, but i've I grew up um, watching you from afar. Yep. what it, what occurs to me in your presence, yep. is you're a man of deep deeply held value and conviction, and to your point of of stand, the heroic of being able to stand for what you believe in and stand in front of. Uh, or against what you what threatens what you believe in yeah you occur to me as someone who, no matter who's who 's watching, you will one hundred and ten percent of the time show up, yeah, and I admire that, I really admire that and and I believe that you are demonstrating uh, what it means to truly be a man and thank you and uh, it's yeah, I think we need more of those role models, especially in this day and age uh, for young men, because I think yeah. you know the you know, that's what I studied in Sri Lanka was processes of individuation, you know, where you demonstrated your courage and were indoctrinated by the elders into manhood and masculinity. Absolutely. And unfortunately, young men today just, you know, they don't really have that. And so, I
1: know. Well, it's, well it's, you know, I think it's a confusing time Yeah. because uh, w- women aren't being women men aren't being men it's hard to know what to do it's hard for a woman to be a woman if a man's not being a man it's hard for a man to be a man if a woman's not being a woman mm. so there's so it's a little bit of a tricky time to to know what to do what to do because you're because you know everybody's trying to take the other the other roles and i mean it, it's a little bit we're like in this we're in the middle kind of confused by again i think that you know that if we could it, it, anyway, it's, it, it, I think it's a, it's a like it's like I said, it's not an easy, easy time, especially with all this stuff that we have to control everything. Technology, and it's just not leading us to be more of who we are. Mm. That's probably part of our biggest problem is really that we've gone so far from our nature um, that it's confusing us. Yeah, we're completely confused, rightfully so because we're so away from our nature. You know, and. and 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 a big part of our nature is to be connected to the earth. Yeah, and we're not we're being more we're disconnected, and the little bit of the earth that's left is slowly melting away as well. So it's like this. There's it's a confusing, uh, it, 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 it's a confusing time. And I think you know. And I go back to um, because of religious beliefs and because of all these different things that and parenting is lead by example. You just got to if you at the end of the day it's cuz everybody's out here running around flapping saying all this stuff but I think the only thing that we can really do is try to lead by example to try to be, you know, if not if not just for yourself but just also, just for your for the kids and for the next generation, like lead by example, gives give them something to look at and go, oh yeah, okay. It's like me. I got wild man You know, I look over, I go, oh yeah, okay, there it is. Mm. In case you're ever like getting a little bit like wanting to sit on the couch, just take a look over there. <laughs> Eighty three
0: the years old and rolling
1: cracking. and rolling, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I guess I got to get up again. Yeah. I got thirty more years to catch up. <laughs> a lot of
0: work, a lot of a lot of lifting, a lot of biking, a lot of you know, yeah. a lot of. A lot of work a lot of work well let me ask you that so what is the next i mean maybe not exactly the next 30 years look like but what are you what are you excited about moving forward i mean i know you've got a lot of things going on but like what yeah whether that be you know on a you know on a more big stone like yeah. my values and yeah. virtues or actually like tactically like what are you up to
1: well i mean i i think it's a continuation i think mm-hmm. just that, that continued um the continued pursuit um, of excellence like whatever and whether that is knowledge information to you know being open to continuing to learn being open to what the universe has i mean that's a big part of it like because you know you'd like to say well it's just because you're so smart or because you're so active or because you're so this and that but you know there's a you know wildman has a saying better to be lucky than good Mm. but if you're good and lucky shame on you but the fact is is that being open to what there is because there's it it, it, there there's a in its infinite possibilities, right? So there's just the 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 possibilities are infinite as long as we're willing to be open, as long as we continue to hungry to learn, hungry to, to 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 strive to be better, to 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 be there, to to you know. And and I mean, uh, you know, the, the the parenting thing is the tempering. I told Gabby, you know, that it's it's the tempering of our souls. You know, it's like it's a parenting is. It's not called kidding; it's called parenting. It's yeah. for us to continue to evolve, and that's, you know, that's part of our evolution. So see where that takes us. We got a ways to go, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and then, and then, and then just all that, you know, the innovations that are to come, that to, and all of that, those things. I mean, uh, as we keep evolving with under our understanding of our bodies, the, you know, we we're still way away, but we still there's it just keep we keep it's just it's an exciting. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting field, and, and uh, you know, and, and and see where see where the universe takes us because we're f- we're flying along. It what are we fifteen hundred miles an hour or something? I don't know. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're moving right now. We are
0: you definitely know, moving, whether we like and it or not. never in the same Spinning, place twice. Spinning, moving, and cooking. You know, uh, yeah. Um, so. um, okay. Final two pieces. Okay. One, one is, and I, we can do yep. this when we close. But I'd sure. love to do a breath exercise with okay. you based on what we ch- we chatted about. Okay. I'd also love you know we were geeking out before sort yep. of the cameras started rolling about yeah, yeah. about health and yep. and it's been a, a huge um passion of mine and inquiry yep. can you give me like three four or five examples of uncommon tips that people can use to sort of unlock their potential I mean whether it be you know I mean we we know about exercise we know about things like that but like what are, what are things that you, that you do that you found have actually helped you live at your peak that other people can do to sort of take their life to the next level?
1: Well, I think you have to look at your, at your health. Well, life is lifestyle, mm. right? So, and we have to look at it like a wheel. Mm. Let's just pretend that everybody's a wheel and you're full of spokes. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the spokes, which spokes are loose? Mm-hmm. Tighten those spokes, get everything to so the wheels rolling really smoothly. And, you know, you mm-hmm. got to look at your, you got to look at your sleep. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the stuff you're reading, stuff you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to look at how much time you're spending in nature. Mm-hmm. Like how much time are you outside doing stuff? You know, uh, you got to look at, you know, consciousness to your breath, mm-hmm. quality of the water you're drinking, um, quality of the people you're spending time with. Um, you know, what's important to you. I mean, all of these things are pieces of that wheel. And, you know, loose spokes make bumpy rides. And so, it, you know, you can't be at optimum lifestyle and optimum for performance without just... And, and it might be just a, twi- a tiny little adjustment on one and a little bit more on another one and loosen one and tight to get the thing rolling nicely. I mean, I think each person probably has their own, um, you know, their own... Uh, you know their own formula for their wheel sure i mean it's because it is part of it you're you're the best doctor you're ever going to have Yeah. ever your instincts or intu- intuitions these are things that your are your own knowingness is the is the greatest knowledge that your body of your body that you'll ever have is you yeah and so the more in touch you are with that um you know and, and then and then go and you know and also but but you use technology too it's there Go get blood work, and go get if you can afford it. You know, get that stuff, do that stuff, do 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 colon cleanses, and do intermittent fasting. I mean, it just you know biohack, and I mean there's just all this. I mean, you can do all this. It's just it's it's a world full of it. I've been right? doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome, and each one has a little thing, and you know, it's together all those things on that wheel is going to make that wheel move. Move uh, differently. I, like I said, the breath work, with this, the nutrition, the turmeric, this, the. I mean, you just chaga that. I mean, I got you know. It's like you're just it's it's you know it's it, it's like a lab. You're a laboratory, right? Yeah. Just you're we're all laboratories, and it just you know play with that, shock that stuff, and get weird. You hear about something, try it. I mean, I just think that that's the fun part of living. Is that. You know, and we, I think we lose that. We lose that, that's, hey, that's why you're here. Just take, you know, and what's happened? You don't like it. Okay, don't do it. Okay, it didn't feel great. Okay, don't do that again or whatever. Or that's awesome. Let's do it every day. I mean, whatever you got to do, but I think it's that, that exploration and that openness, you know, that, that it's because it's a mindset and I, you know, I sometimes you get into, some people are so pragmatic. Okay, this food and this thing and this thing. And I go, it's more of a philosophy, yeah. right? Better to approach it philosophically, like, your health, your lifestyle, your wellness, like pr- approach it that way. And then it's something a lot easier to, to implement, implement. I think it's just e- easier to implement a philos you know, a philosophy than it is to implement, you know,
0: a dogma.
2: Phew,
1: it's exhausting. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. the problem with dogma, dogma the next day, exactly. it's a new dogma. And then yeah. that's the old one. And you know, it, it's, I mean, I always say, uh, don't eat never cake because it's big and it's, and you have to eat the whole thing and they're usually really hard and you just eat, you know. Yeah. So don't, don't do the nevers on that stuff and, but, uh, but yeah, all of that stuff, all of those things, all those, and you know instinctually what, what areas are weak or strong or, you know, it's like one of the things I had going for a while was I just loved red wine. I was like, I love red wine. You know, no problem, get up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah, just train hard, a couple bottles and then it's like, some behavioral issues, some this, some that. Pretty soon, i like, pretty soon I wasn't being honest with myself. Mm. And then I was like, back to what my mom said: if you can't be truthful, you know, if you can't be truthful to yourself, you can't be truthful to anybody. And so I went, okay, let me see if I can do this. And then I was like, it's been almost ten, twelve years now, and I just was like, boom, one day, cold turkey, shut it down, it's over. I did that. It was fun. It's not. Then I just realized it was all it was a big sugar addiction anyway. And then I'm like, oh yeah, no wonder. Yeah. No wonder I, I want to eat a bunch of cake after I stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> But I just use that as an example of just one little, you know, a little piece. Little yeah. like and then what do you want out of it? Yeah. You know, what do you want do you want out of the trip down here? You know, it's like if you haven't gone out and gone crazy and gone wild and experienced that, go do that. Knock yourself out. You know, you'll you it's a pretty good dead end you'll find that out. But unfortunately, most of us have to learn on our own. You know, we can't watch. They say they're really smart people. Watch other people and then learn from them. I, I never knew what that was like. But it, was, you know, it was more like we learned the hard. Let way. me run into the wall with my own head and realize that's
2: hard.
0: Yeah. Ow, and I got blood and yeah. But well, Laird Hamilton, thank you for sharing your truth, brother. My it's pleasure. Thank you for having me. me. Yeah. Thank appreciate you. it. Really nice. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, is it okay? Can we do a quick breathing exercise? Just a little yeah. something I could do as a pre-roll. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything that you have in mind? um you know i don't know is there i mean i know you do like an hour-long session yeah i mean we go we go round and round but but for like uh is there anything like i can do the i
1: can do the wim hof uh depression
0: drill okay what's that let's do it you ever done it never okay um, I'll do whatever
1: you recommend. Okay, we can do It's It's pretty happened pretty quick. Won't okay. take long. That's good Okay,
0: what do you want to do right here? Sure. What you guys need us? Can we are we in a good frame right now? I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. This okay one's good this one's Okay, okay cool I've been 22. breathing
1: I've been breathing uh, quite a bit today, so I'll run you through it Okay, you run and me then through. and then uh, and then I'll tell you what to do and then so I don't pass out because I'm already is it
0: going to be a mind altering? No, you'll be, uh, you'll so. like it. It won't okay. take long. So okay, cool. do,
1: we'll do. We'll start off with nose mouth. Okay. So in nose out mouth. So it's and a little bit quicker thing. And I want you to breathe into the stomach when you breathe through your nose. So in through the nose, expand the stomach on the breast. So watch. Two more, one more. Big breath in, all the way in, and hold. Now I want you to squeeze like you're trying to make your face red, but don't let the air out, squeeze, squeeze. Keep holding, let off on the squeeze. Exhale mouth, in through the nose. Exhale mouth, in through the nose. Back to the rapid breath, here we go. Five more, two more, big inhale through the nose and hold, and squeeze, squeeze like you're trying to make your face red, squeeze, keep holding your breath, let off on the squeeze, Slow as you can, let the air out of your nose. As slow as you can, let the air out, all the air out of your nose. Nice, let, let it all out. Back to the rhythm again. Here we go, one more time. You go. Cool? Big breath in, let all the air out. One more time, all the way in, and hold, and squeeze. Squeeze, make your face red, squeeze, and hold. Off on the squeeze. Keep holding. Slowly exhale out of your nose. Slowly inhale through your nose. Slowly exhale through your nose. Create a pause between each breath. Slowly inhale through your nose. Pause. Slowly exhale. Pause.
2: Okay. I think that's good. Man.
1: Feel intensely awake. Well, you're a breather. I can see you, do br- you breathe. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You, you know who when people know how to breathe or not. It's interesting. I, I've been do- working with some. Uh, well, lately we had some athletes, and I had some football guys. We had some like top level football guys and top level basketball guys, and you know, there's a percentage of them that just that just don't breathe. Like really? usually, I tell them to breathe. I'm like, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, buddy, you got to breathe. Like move and you know it's it's a, it's it's pretty interesting just their that they don't have that intense relationship with their breath mm. and first of all how much they can benefit from it but oh,
0: yeah Peak beyond, performance.
1: And, but I but I'll, I'll even say hey breathe like you know like you're winded like you're at the end of the sprint or something mm. and they and they're still it's like no I mean breathe like you would you know I I, I could I, I told somebody I have a theory that part of the reason why we're so obsessed with exercise is, is, is that it's forced breathing yeah. and that our body intuitively knows that if by doing this, that they'll get, it'll get the oxygenation that it wants. Yeah. And so it force that people, that's why we have these addictions to, you know, running or biking or these cardio, because it's usually the cardiovascular addiction. Yeah. It like could be the people that are crazy about running or, you know, okay, you get a high and all that stuff, but it's all part of breathing. Yeah. So, but it's almost like a forced, you know, forced breathing, but,
0: yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I've, I've been meditating for quite a number of years, but that that level of and I've been looking at sort of holotropic breath work and a variety of different modalities. Sure. But it's it's interesting, yeah. Because like you said, I mean, even in the unhealthy side, well, they say even like smokers. Sure, there's a there's an addiction to nicotine, yeah. but yeah. actually, it's the pause where yeah. they pause and they're actually breathing, not in a good way. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. where they're like they're in, actually taking in that intentional deep breath. Yeah, and so. Yeah, yeah. So I think the degree to which I think our society would be revolutionized if everyone became conscious of, of their breath would be profound.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, it's, it's why we're here. Yes. It's our existence, right? I mean, breath, spirit, inner one. Yeah. In normal, as I said, in nature, when, the, when, the spirit possess, when we breathe, the spirit possesses us. And then when you die, you stop breathing, the spirit leaves. It's yeah. just, that's why people have spiritual spiritual things happen to them when they do breath work because when you start dancing with the breath yeah. the spirit starts to go hey is it time for me to go
0: yeah
1: like because you're not breathing <laughs> right. so i'm going to get ready to leave so, yeah but there, but it's pretty yeah yeah it's super great yeah. I, I never because I, I was i never i mean i did i guess i do active meditation but i never was much of medit- at meditating but since the breath work has been around i since i've been consciously putting time into it you get some pretty there's a monk teaching Tumo too. You know, he's been traveling around. Really? If you get a chance, you should try to. I'd like to learn it. I'll, I'll send you the thing. I mean, he, my friend did a course for a week in Seattle from this guy, and he's the only guy that that that, is, that teaches Tumo that's in the planet.
0: I would do it. So, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. And and I think that's the thing. i what it's. Taking even meditation, right? Like, so my interest is like, how do we get that everywhere? And it doesn't have to be called meditation. You know, it's like my, well, it's don't like, call, don't that's call That's what I back. said. It, I yeah. said, don't call it <laughs> exactly. You might have a chance. Exactly. And because like, oh, let's get it out of the, the call it breathing. Of woo-woo and just it's, call it breath. Yeah, exactly. Breath, it, breath work. Because, because everyone deserves to have that. Absolutely.
1: Well, it brings here. Yeah. It brings. Right back. Right. Yeah. None of, nothing means anything. It's here. Yeah. And it's in here. It's.
0: Yeah. It's inside it's 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 the doorway it is to all possibilities yeah.
1: yeah it's super cool yeah it's super it's and it has profound multiple effects everywhere you yeah know?
0: thanks for doing that with me
1: no problem yeah it was a
0: short one but it was sweet i, I we, we had, had a pretty
1: did. intense one today too because we've been doing some hypoxia work and some other when stuff. you
0: do, where do you do that or was that just, with the just my gym
1: when we train we work out oh, okay. you know we do breath holding while we're intermittent breath holding whether we're doing cardio or you know, rowing machines or stationary bikes or whatever, but you're breath holding within that stuff. Some epo- hypoxia training, which is pretty. It's you get.
0: You no. Know, it sounds incredible. Yeah, super great, especially after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how all the good training is.
0: Yeah, after, exactly. Afterwards, after you're done. All right, there you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this epic conversation with Laird. Uh, it was a true treat and pleasure for me. I uh, hope you got a lot of value out of it. I'm also going to do a smaller episode of that breathing exercise just so you can go ahead and uh, utilize it at your convenience. If you got a lot of value out of the episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It means the world to me. Also subscribe on our YouTube channel. I've got the video there of Laird and the breathing technique and really working to build this community. So I greatly appreciate all of your feedback. You can hit me up anytime, at Michael Trainer on Instagram. Go ahead and uh, tag at Laird Hamilton and at Michael Trainer and let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, This is all about feedback, and I reply to all of your comments. Um, Greatly appreciate this community. Episode 50, we're just getting started. Thank you guys so much. Go out there and live your inspired life.